This is Baja SAE Shop Talk, the official podcast of the Baja SAE series. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Shop Talk, the Baja SAE podcast. I'm Mike Sorg, podcast and video producer at the SAE CDS series. Uh, you've seen me around a few of the events with my bright orange shirt and a big camera, and uh, looking forward to talking to you guys here in California. We're talking about today, uh, returning for the third time, I believe, uh, here coming up. First of all, on the line with us is Sam Burrell, University Programs Manager. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing good, doing good tonight. Thank you for hosting this, and we're looking forward to another good event out in Gorman. And of course, Sarah Guffey, and, uh, University Programs Coordinator with us on the line as well. Hi, guys. Excited to see you in California. And also on the line from California coming to us uh, all the way across the country is Joe Batman Batwinis. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Lead organizer. How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. How are you guys? Of course, I had to reference his uh, his uh, uh, login here tonight on our podcast recorder as Batman. So uh, glad you could join us. Uh, uh, taking some time off from fighting crime, eh? Yeah, all well, that comes later. It's not quite not quite dark enough to throw on the bat suit. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, this is your uh, third time as the uh, organizer for uh, the uh, SoCal uh, uh, Baja event here, uh, Joe. So uh, how how you feeling going into this after taking a year break? Um, you know, I just pulled all the stuff out of my shed, went through it all. It's, uh, it's all pretty much ready to go. Just a matter of, uh, doing it all over again. So, uh, should be, should go pretty smoothly, I think. Excellent. So what are we looking forward to, uh, this year for, uh, California? Um, so we're going to have, uh, the standards, uh, slate of events. We'll have, uh, you know, acceleration. We'll have a suspension and traction course. Uh, we'll have a, a pretty good maneuverability course uh, in the flat sections. And then we've got, uh, the hill climb, uh, as in years before, although we're going to change up the hill climb a little bit, we're going to run the other side of the hill, uh, this year is the plan. Um, it's still pretty steep, uh, but we're introducing just some, some switchbacks to it, uh, so that the run is a little bit more interesting than, uh, just immediately trying to drive up the side of a wall. Um, so it should make it should make it a little bit more fun to to run the event uh, while still being fairly challenging. Um, so yeah, it should be good. For those that don't know from uh, the previous years running this, I believe it's called the Himalaya uh, that hill, and uh, it, it, I think there's only a very small handful that actually made it up the hill. It was that challenging. Yeah, that is correct. Uh, it is called the Himalaya. Uh, it is very large, and um, it, it's actually it's quite tough to walk up. Uh, and in 2016, uh, only two teams were able to make it to the top. Uh, one did it twice. And in 2017, no teams made it to the top. Uh, so we're hoping that uh, by running the other side of the hill, we could maybe get a couple more teams to the top of the hill. It'll still be a, a pretty significant challenge because it actually is a little bit progressive on the other side. Uh, so it gets steeper towards the top. So maybe more teams will get a little bit further than on the the side we ran in years past. Um, but I'm hoping that we can at least get a few cars to the top of the mountain uh, instead of no cars like in 2017. It's more fun when a couple cars make it. And uh, I believe a uh, suspension and traction for you guys the last time we were out there was a pretty severe challenge as well. You guys seem to pull the biggest rocks possible out of the hillside there for that uh, last time. Yeah, so this year suspension and traction will be a little bit different just because the 
the course has changed a little bit. Um, the, the park has uh, changed it up a little bit. It is a, a California state park. And while it is a motocross track, it is also a wildlife preserve at the same time. It's an interesting uh, duo <laughs> they've got going on there. Um, so they've changed around the course a little bit. Uh, so we're we're changing where we run S and T. It'll be that same general area over on the the west side of the park. But um, we're we're working on what we can do obstacle wise. But uh, it should be a little bit shorter in distance. So we're going to try and make up for shorter distance with tougher obstacles. So uh, we haven't quite finalized what it's going to look like yet. And even if we had, I wouldn't tell you all about it. But it should be it should still be good. Excellent. Anything else from uh, First Aid Dynamics we should know about? Um, first Aid Dynamics, not not too much. Um, aside from those two things, um, you know, try not to leave S and T till the end of the day, like everyone does at every competition in the history of Baja SAE, because um, you might not get to run if you leave it till the end of the day. So, all the events will be open all day from eight thirty until five, and they will close at five. Uh, so, don't don't find yourself at uh, five o'clock, twenty cars back in line for S and T because you waited all day. Yeah, it's definitely um, it's definitely one of those things too that right at five o'clock, if your wheels aren't over the start line, you do not get to run, and that's something that we kind of end up arguing with teams every competition. You know, that's the only way to keep it fair. We've got all these different dynamic events running at the same time. The only way to keep it fair is to stop it all at the exact same time as well. Right, and that applies to all the dynamic events. It just seems to generally end up affecting suspension and traction more than the others because everybody leaves S&T till the end. So don't do that. It'll be open all morning. It's important to note, um, you know, the, the main challenge for the all these events, uh, all of CDS, but specifically uh, we're talking about Baja SAE is, you know, it's a project management. It's timing, it's strategy. Um, you want to make sure that you get at least one run in all four of these dynamic events on Saturday. Um, but like everyone else said, uh, you need to do that project the most efficient way possible so that you're not left out in the cold and don't have a score for, for one of the four runs. Right. And the best way to do that is to pass tech on the first try. And so to know how to do that, you should tune into the next episode or the previous episode, whichever order uh, these get released, about how to do tech well. And of course, uh, speaking of tech, you know, we'll take a moment with the static. Uh, for those that may be new, of course, uh, the oral presentation, the sales presentations are off-site from the uh, motocross track in Gorman. It's actually in Santa Clarita. Correct. Yeah. So on Thursday, the sixteenth, first day of the event, uh, we will be having the sales presentations at the College of the Canyons in Valencia, California, uh, which is about thirty minutes down the road from the event site. Um, now, 30 to 45, depending on traffic. So make sure that if you're at the event site and your sales team is at the event site with you, uh, that you leave yourself enough time to get down to Valencia from Gorman uh, to make, uh, to be, you know, a few minutes early, certainly for your sales presentation, because it is a bit of a drive. Um, that is overwhelmingly the most frequent negative comment about the Baja SAE California event. Uh, I do apologize for that. However, the College of the Canyons is by far the best venue for running sales uh, in the area. And uh, we, we have looked around at other options and it's just there aren't a lot of great options near Gorman. So uh, we go with the college and, it, and it's, it is a very nice facility that we 
that we are able to use there at the college is just a little bit far away. So just plan for that. Um, you know, make sure you're checking the sales schedule ahead of time. Uh, it will be posted ahead of the event. So you'll know when you are, uh, scheduled to present at sales, uh, in advance of the event, but make sure you're aware of that. Uh, in case you're one of the teams that is presenting first thing in the morning, we're going to try and start early at either seven forty-five or eight o'clock, uh, to kick things off. So if you're one of those first teams, don't get caught off guard, uh, by being up in Gorman at, at eight o'clock in the morning and miss your, miss your sales slot. One of the questions we get is, you know, do teams have to register before they go there? And for the early birds, they do not have to at this point, uh, just because of the distance. But I want to also add that as good of a facility and as good of a, um, sales presentation, the College of the Canyons is. Um, one of the reasons why we're up in Gorman is because it's probably one of the best sites that we've had uh, in recent years for a Baja event. It's it's truly desert. It's truly uh, a desolate uh, place. And this is the best place that I've seen in the last few years to to run a Baja and make it true to its name. Yeah, until we start going to Urban Baja through downtown LA, I don't think we're going to find a, a great pairing for the two out here. So you're saying there's a chance that'll happen. No, I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, well, uh, between that and uh, endurance, of course, is the big one. Um, what's endurance uh, expecting to look like this year? Endurance should be pretty similar to 2017. Honestly, um, we'll be running on the motocross track for the most part. Uh, there will be a small section of trail, uh, on the endurance loop, but it will be mostly motocross track. Uh, we will be running on the suspension and traction course. Uh, that will be incorporated into the endurance loop. Uh, but then otherwise it'll be mostly uh, motocross track that we've added additional obstacles to. There'll be, uh, or there should be a couple driver options, uh, on the endurance loop to give people the, some passing opportunity. If they want to try and go through a a little bit tougher section, they might be able to get an advantage on a, a slower car uh, by going through a tougher obstacle. Uh, so we'll see how those shake out once we actually start building them. And just to answer all the questions that we'll get, no, the Himalaya mountain will not be part of the endurance. As far as Sam knows, <laughs> we're not going to have all our volunteers pushing cars up the Himalaya all day. So That's correct. The, assist, the hill climb Himalaya, will not be part assist, of it. Himalaya. Assist. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> roll over, roll over. <laughs> Excuse me. This is your this is your third assist on the Himalaya. You're disqualified. <laughs> As Sam was mentioning earlier, this is kind of uh, one of the few true to Baja uh, spirited locations, and of course, it's a lot different than where we see in in say Rochester or Tennessee, where we just were as far as environments. Um, what are some of those different environments that teams should be considering that are used to the typical event for the Baja series? Um, a lot more sand and a lot less mud, uh, for one thing. So when you're thinking about tire choice, um, it is a motocross track, but you know, when, when things start to dry out, things get sandy out here and they will start to dry out. We will have, uh, water available to water some of the track, uh, but other sections of the track, uh, not necessarily so. Um, so, you know, there, there may be muddy sections, but um, those will probably dry out as the race goes on and then it turns a little bit sandy. Um, in terms of 
actual environment just for like weather. Um, it will be uh, probably not too hot this time of year, uh, which is good. Um, it should not rain, uh, which is excellent news coming out of uh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee and Kansas. Uh, we should not get rain. Uh, we should not get any tornadoes. So that'll be good. Um, it will probably be windy. Um, so you really want to make sure that you're bringing uh, stuff to tie down any pop-up tents that you have or anything else that could easily blow away because the wind uh, can be pretty ferocious out there. Um, here in the, the Antelope Valley of California, wind in the 10 to 20 mile an hour range is just another day. Um, but we can get wind gusts that get up into the 30, 40, 50 mile an hour range. So I'm not saying it's going to be that, but the, the possibility does exist for fairly significant uh, wind uh, during the event. So just be prepared for that. Make sure you can tie stuff down. Um, we don't want to have pop-ups flying across the uh, the event site. And I think classically, uh, uh, this is maybe the event that insta- instigated the, uh, the the kerchiefs, the, uh, the, the face coverings that uh, we now see at many of the SAE events. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we will be having them again at, at Baja SA California, a different color than they have been. It, last year we had them at Maryland, and the year before that it was California. So it was. Yeah, those are always black, a popular white, giveaway. Blue, and they are red this year. So I, I believe somebody told me in the surveys that I saved their face. So. Be sure, be sure to be on the fast track roster. Everyone that's on the fast track roster will get one at registration. So, um, other than that, environmentally, uh, I know that you know walking around the tracks and everything, you do have to watch out for some of the plant life is sharp, and uh, of course, a different kind of wildlife out there too. Uh, I think you're referring to snakes. Uh, we do have those. Um, there's a handful of different uh, species of snake that you may run into in, in the Quail Canyon uh, area uh, where we'll be. Um, the The only one that's venomous is going to be rattlesnakes, uh, which generally they're pretty shy. So if you're staying in the populated areas where there's lots of annoying humans around um, or on the trails where there's lots of annoying humans around, you probably won't run into a, a rattlesnake. Um, but if you do, you'll hear it and just make sure you give it space. Uh, if you hear it and and just leave it alone and it should leave you alone. Um, there's other snakes like king snakes. They eat rattlesnakes and little just uh, red racers and stuff, but they'll, they should leave you alone. And then there are the, uh, the yucca plants, um, which are just really sharp plants. You'll see them. Just don't walk into them and you'll be okay. So, uh, if you look this up on the map, as I was looking up today, this is rather remote, and uh, it's kind of uh, in between, in between the mountains. And there's, uh, you know, only so much space to put our cars and vehicles and stuff. Uh, so, what is the situation this year for parking? Uh, so, as teams that were there in sixteen and seventeen may remember, uh, I know we have a lot of new people. Uh, the site does get fairly tight uh, as far as parking goes. So the the paddock area with all the haulers and trailers um, does take up most of the main parking lot. There is some space for additional parking for uh, spectators and volunteers in that main lot. And there is an overflow lot um, just outside the uh, event area. Uh, However, 
in the past, uh, those have all filled to capacity um, and people have started parking on the road. This year, the uh, state park has been very clear with us that they're not going to tolerate uh, people parking on the road. Um, it is somewhat narrow. Um, so basically what ends up happening and, and what they've, what they ended up having happen in a, another event, not a Baja event. Um, but earlier this year, or late last year, they had an event where somebody was injured and the ambulance was unable to get into the site, uh, because there was traffic leaving the event and p- cars parked on the side of the road. And so it was a one lane road with basically a one, a single traffic lane available and the ambulance couldn't get through in a timely fashion. So, um, we want to avoid that happening. The road is very clearly marked, no parking, uh, either side. So, um, don't park on the road. What that means is that if, uh, as much as you are able to, uh, please carpool to the site. Um, so if you're, if you've got like five different team vehicles to bring people to the site, uh, you know, do your best to squeeze everybody into as few of those vehicles as you can, uh, to bring everybody down to the event site, especially on Saturday and Sunday on Thursday and Friday, it shouldn't be, uh, as bad. Uh, but on Saturday and Sunday, uh, the, the lots do fill. So if you can par- carpool, that'll help a lot. Similarly, uh, nothing I say will stop anybody from lining up uh, at Odark 30 Thursday morning. So if you're going to do that anyway, please make sure you are uh, pulling as far to the side of the road as you can um, and and do not leave your vehicle there because uh, that would be parked and not just stopped. So be aware of that um, and be aware of the fact that the park may be enforcing that no parking uh, with, with tickets. It is a California state park, so you may have to deal with California uh, State Park Police or Highway Patrol or whoever ends up enforcing that. Um, now that said, for as far as uh, people lining up really early on the side of the road to get in to be the first ones in the gate so they can get the engine check uh, first thing, uh, there is a new process for that, which I think Sarah can explain better than I can. Realistically, um, we don't want anybody coming at obscene hours and lining up. Um, like Joe said, we know that's kind of difficult to police. However, um, the, the, the new process is that you cannot come to registration until you have been paddocked. Um, once you're paddocked, you come visit the registration desk. That's where you submit your um, printed and signed fast track roster. Now, I say printed and signed because this is very, very important. In Tennessee Tech, this was the, this was the first time that we um, instituted this new process. And we had, I think, one, maybe two teams really excited. They were one of the first, you know, 10, 20 teams to get to registration. And they did not have their fast track roster signed. And um, what that means is that there's, you know, you print it off from SAE.org. And it's about 10 pages or so. And there's one page where all of your teammates' information populates. Um, that's their name, their their contact number, their emergency contact number, T-shirt size, all that. And then on the far right of that paper, there's a box that says sign here. Every single person on that team needs to sign there. And that then after it's signed, that's when your team captain can bring the packet up to registration. 
if you bring the packet up to registration and it has no signatures, we can't accept it. And then you have to go take it back to your team and find them all and get them all to sign it. And sometimes not all of them are even on site yet. Um, another thing that happens often is that uh, students won't realize that they had to print the roster. They'll have completed it online by the fast track roster deadline. And then for some reason, they think that that's just the end and that they don't have to do anything else. But that's not true. You need to, once you complete it online, you need to print it off and, like I said, have everybody sign it. So step one is paddock. Step two is come to the registration desk and submit your printed and signed fast track roster forms. That's where you'll get your, your wristbands for your whole team, um, your lunch tickets if you purchased any, your giveaway items, and also you will receive a Briggs & Stratton proof of registration sticker to take with you to engine check. Um, the, the final step that you need to do is you need to put your wristbands on and then go get in line at Briggs and Stratton with your proof of registration sticker. The purpose of the sticker is to be placed on your vehicle's firewall, and that is on the, the front of the firewall. There's no specific location. It just needs to be on there. So um, paddock, registration, sticker. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's exactly right. Uh, th that worked very well in Tennessee Tech, I think. And so that everybody knows, uh, part of my responsibility that morning will be policing that line for Briggs and Stratton, making sure that you've done exactly what Sarah has indicated. And then you get in line and then you go back to your paddock and get your vehicle out of the uh, truck or out of your U-Haul and then bring it to Briggs and Stratton's line. Uh, anybody not doing that, um, showing up will be as tactfully as possible uh, escorted back to their paddocks and to get in line for registration. Yeah, realistically, you shouldn't be touching your vehicle in any capacity without a wristband on, and you won't have a wristband unless you came and visited me at the registration tent. And then uh, once you have gotten to uh, Briggs and Stratton, uh, they will be checking for spark arresters. So uh, as with Previous events in California, um, California state parks do require uh, all engines to have a spark arrestor on them or all, you know, all the, all these gas engines that run in the park on dirt bikes or ATVs, or in our case, uh, Baja cars, um, they are required to have a spark arrestor on them to prevent, you know, another giant wildfire from sparking up. Uh, so you either need to run the spark arrestor that came with your engine or, uh, there's another spark arrestor part number seven, nine, zero, one, five, three. That's a Briggs and Stratton part number. Um, either one of those is fine. Um, it just needs to be on the engine when you go to Briggs to have it checked. And it must, uh, it, it must stay on the engine during the whole event. Uh, it'll also be checked during tech inspection. Um, and as a note for tech inspection, that spark arrestor does count as part of your quote fuel system because it is attached to the exhaust of the engine. Uh, so just like the engine has to be completely within the roll cage, uh, the spark arrestor does as well. So make sure your spark arrestor isn't sticking out of your frame. So some other things to note for uh, California, there are no drones allowed um, in California state parks, uh, period. So this isn't uh, an SAE uh, limitation, although that is a limitation at other uh, Baja events. Uh, in this case, it is actually prohibited by California state parks. 
So even if you are a uh, FAA certificated remote pilot, uh, it doesn't matter. You cannot fly uh, any small UAS inside California state parks. So you can leave those at home. You can't use them or at least leave them in your hotel and use them when you go to the beach after the event. Um, Let's see other things. If you're a vehicle, if you're one of the teams that will be having your vehicle delivered straight to the park uh, during the event. uh, So on that Thursday, if a shipping company is bringing your vehicle to the park, um, please make sure they are aware that there will be no forklift available to unload that vehicle from the truck. Uh, So the shipping company is going to need to bring their own in order to get the vehicle off their truck. So so just be, be aware of that. Um, And then I think the only other thing I really wanted to check on or touch on uh, is uh, we are selling t-shirts. So uh, t-shirts will be available for sale uh, through the end of the event. Uh, I don't think we're ending the, we're not ending the sale until I think the, the 24th or something of May, uh, basically the end of the week of the competition or the week after competition. So yeah, the 24th. Uh, so those are available. Uh, the link to get them is in the news feed um, for the event. So on BajaSAE.net, if you go to the news page, uh, there's a story for the Baja SAE California t-shirt sales. Uh, you should be able to find that in the app as well. Uh, but your best bet is to go to the website, especially if you have an Android. Um, it might not work on the app. So... Uh, Anyway, it's a, just a white t-shirt with the Baja SAE California logo on the front. That's it. Uh, pretty simple. Uh, we are not doing a on-site pickup for shirts. So all shirts will be shipped to you directly. Uh, so if you want to shave, save some on shipping, you might want to you know, bundle your team orders and order them all at once. Um, basically, we wanted to make sure that the sale was long enough and runs through the end of the competition so that everybody who want, asks about it at competition can and get one. Uh, so that's the plan there. Speaking of the app, uh, that's been a pretty major um, change since last time we were in California. And uh, something that if you, if this is your first event out this year, uh, people should be aware of. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, that The app is a great way for you to keep in touch with the information that's being released as it's being released. Um, a lot of the stuff that we talked about uh, tonight is on the app. Um, right when you open it, it takes you to the news feed, which is the very same news feed that you follow on um, you know, your desktop or, or whatever. Um, and specifically, it will show you the most recent competitions information. So right now, since California is the most, the, the closest competition that's coming up, it's all California information that's going to populate there. So you can um, download it from the Google Play Store if you have a Droid um, and the Apple App Store if you have an Apple. It's it's just really great. It's um, We've been able to use it for so many things, including, um, you know, emergency alerts. We've used it in Kansas now with the, the evacuations and with getting information out in Tennessee about the weather that we had there. It's just um, definitely important for at least someone, one person on your team to have it. It's also pretty cool. We have links to the schedules, like the event schedule. Um, Currently the design schedule's up as well and you can access that on the app. Um, We have maps up and um, you also can 
see the team list. And once we paddock, you'll be able to, it's pretty cool. You'll be able to um, find teams where they're paddocked through the paddock list. Um, and that can sometimes be helpful if you're looking for a specific team for some reason, if you're borrowing a part or need some help with something. Um, it's definitely great. And I will tell you that sponsors 100% use the app to come find you. So sounds ominous, but it's a good thing. So does the uh, on-site video professional uh, sometimes as well. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, one more thing is the there will be uh, two pretty nice spectator trails uh, this year. So in the years past, uh, we've had the one big spectator trail up around the uh, the east side of the track. Uh, this year, uh, there will also be a spectator trail curling around the west side of the track. Uh, since we changed how we're using the the trail system out there, uh, we're going to basically use some of the trails to be uh, spectator trails instead of uh, actual Baja track. So a little bit more access for people to go and watch. Uh, frankly, they were doing it anyway in 2017 and just climbing up on the mountain. Uh, so this year that will just be an official uh, spectator trail because it's actually been uh, cut in as a, an ATV trail now instead of just being uh, wilderness. So that'll be an official place to watch. Uh, t- tagging along with that, obviously, uh, you hear this all the time from, from SAE staff and from organizers. Uh, remember, this is a non-smoking site. We certainly don't want to do anything dangerous out there in California. And remember that there are no open-toed shoes allowed on site. So if you're planning on uh, bringing anybody that's not a team member, uh, we know team members don't do any of those things, but please remind your friends, family, that uh, they need to bring closed-toed shoes. And it is California, so no smoking applies to both tobacco and marijuana products. And vaping. And Oh, and vaping. Good. Leave the vapes in your WRX. Um, Another thing to touch on is uh, please don't bring pets, uh, dogs, cats, turtles, nothing. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) No dogs. The desert tortoise is native to that area. No dogs, unless it's a service animal. But um, please, no dogs, no open-toed shoes, no smoking, no alcohol, etc. Well, uh, generally, it looks like, uh, you know, good to be back to California again for Baja and uh, out in the desert and getting that uh, that Baja vibe going on. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. And and we thank you, Joe, and your group for, for stepping up to the plate and, and volunteering again to be out there. And uh, we're looking forward to it. What's the biggest thing that you've learned from running this? Uh, I guess your initial uh, two back to back that uh, you're applying this year. Oh, geez. Uh, Volunteers are, have always been, and continue to be hard to come by. So support your local SAE event and volunteer for it once you graduate. Excellent. And are you guys still looking for bodies out there? If uh, people are interested, uh, they they can reach out to you? Absolutely. If you're an alumni that lives in the Southern California area and is interested in helping us out May 16th through the 19th, especially 18 and 19, uh, we could use your help. You can sign up to volunteer at net. Excellent. 
Of course, a lot of great information going on there. And please check out the other podcasts coming up in your feed or out there, depending on how your podcast feed set up uh, for Tech Inspection. So you don't miss a thing when you're bringing your car in uh, for the California event. And stay tuned for other news and updates. I know I see my uh, SAE apps uh, lighting up my iPad and my iPhone all the time uh, with uh, uh, what's going on with the event for uh, due dates and everything. So keep an eye on that. Joe, thanks again for uh, being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Until next time, everybody stay safe out there. Thanks for listening to Baja SAE Shop Talk. As always, we want to hear from you. So email BajaSAE at SAE.org. The show notes for this episode, as well as all others, can be found at www.BajaSAE.net slash podcast. Stay safe, and we'll catch you next episode.